Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 56 of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. So if you have not listened to last week's episode, last week we talked all about organic marketing and why it is imperative that you're implementing that in your business um, if you are not implementing it, if you are relying only on ads to get customers with all of the new iOS changes, ads are a lot harder now to do. And and it's all because of, you know, the new Apple updates. So if you've not listened to last week's episode, I need you to stop what you're doing and go back and listen to that episode first, episode 55, because I talk all about the importance of organic marketing. I talk all about the new iOS um, 14 update and why it is harder for product-based businesses to be doing ads and targeting people. So, um, and I talk about two organic marketing streams that you should be implementing for your business. So this is basically part two from last week's episode, just because it was so long that I I needed to split the episodes up into two episodes. Um, Organic marketing is something that is my specialty. That is what I teach. That is everything that I do. do, I've never, for my product-based business, used ads. And that's how I teach my clients. That's how I teach my customers. So I, I love, you know, doing this little organic marketing series, but it's a lot of information. And I just want to make sure that you if you listen to this episode, you've already listened to episode 55, which was last week's episode. So all right, guys, let's dive in. So we are talking or we're continuing the conversation of organic marketing and all the things you can do to get organic traffic for free. So when I say organic traffic, that means traffic or customers that you're not getting through paid advertising. So paid search or paid advertising. So last week we talked about, um, you know, the importance of organic marketing, what it is and why you need to be doing it, you know, especially if you're a business where you've been relying on ads the whole time. And now all of a sudden, ads aren't working very well for you. And you're like, shoot, how do I get customers now? So this episode, in my opinion, is probably the most important few episodes that I've done on this podcast because it's almost like it's called like perspective shifting you know when someone isn't aware that there's a problem so normally like how I actually was going to do this episode was just here some organic marketing strategies but then I was like well wait a minute I think people don't really quite understand why they need organic marketing and how important it is and with the iOS update. So I decided to talk about the up, the iOS update first 
and the importance of organic marketing and then kind of dive into, okay, well, now what do you do? So um, last week we talked all about the first two and, you know, my personal fave of organic marketing um, strategies are website optimization and SEO and then content creation, in particular, blogging or YouTube. And in fact, I really only talked about blogging. Um, I could probably talk a little bit about YouTube right now. And then we're going to jump into the other organic marketing strategies. And some of the strategies I talk about, like, for example, affiliate marketing, it's not 100% organic. But the reason I like to talk about affiliate marketing is because you know, with affiliate marketing, you have people that promote your brand for you. And then if someone buys a product, then you pay the affiliate a small commission fee. So the reason that it's not 100% organic, okay, I get it, but it's not paid traffic, kind of, because you're not paying for it until someone buys something. So I probably will talk about affiliate marketing, but I just have to, I also want to be very transparent that it's not 100% free, but it's not paid advertising. So that's the difference here. Um, Okay. So last week we talked about content creation as a huge way to drive organic and free traffic. And I talked about blogging, but the other channel that is equally as good as a blog is YouTube. So I don't see a lot of product people leveraging YouTube. And in my opinion, it's a missed opportunity. Honestly, I started my YouTube channel this, I think it was like in March or April of this year. And I am amazed by the growth you get from it for doing nothing. (laughs) Like literally, Um, YouTube is a search engine. Um, It's owned by Google. And it has the same exact effect as a blog post does. Someone searches for something and a bunch of um, YouTube videos will pop up. So it's extremely effective and it should be considered equally as valuable as a blog post. So while I don't want to spend too much time on, on YouTube because quite frankly, it's just not very popular in the product world. And, you know, I think it, I do think it's a missed opportunity, but I also think that, it's just still not very popular. And um, I think it's something that people should think about because video, number one, is becoming more and more popular. You know, video versus a static image, a static image post of something. Video is so much more converting. You know, you connect with someone when you watch them talk about something. Video has a lot more power than images. And so I do think over the next few years, more people will be doing more video And that's what YouTube is. YouTube is, you know, it's a video search engine platform. So you could, you can't, depending on what your, your business is, you know, you, you could really, really use YouTube. I was watching something yesterday and I came across someone who had, I don't know, I don't remember the name of her business, but I want to say she has like a marshmallow subscription box. And if anyone's listening knows who I'm talking about, um, please please let me know so I can tag her in this episode. But she has a marshmallow subscription box. And you might be like, why would someone have a marshmallow subscription box? Um, But yeah, her but when I looked at her stuff, I was like, that is so cool. She has like all these different marshmallow recipes. And it just looked really, really cool. Um, But she had a YouTube channel. And somehow I searched for something and came across her YouTube channel. So Again, that is the power of search is when you create content that is on a platform that will grow organically. And I didn't talk about this last week, but actually blogging, because a blog post goes up on Google through your website, it continuously will keep 
getting more traffic over time. So while Instagram, you create something today and it pretty much dies the same day, um, content that is put, you know, essentially onto Google. So blogging, YouTube, that will just continue to grow. It'll continue to get traffic for you. And I didn't even talk about that last week, but that's really the power behind blogging is you create something today And then over time, it'll keep getting pushed out to people over and over and over again. So it's the greatest form of free traffic there is, in my opinion, that is blog content or a YouTube video. And so I have a YouTube channel now. And, um, you know, the growth is slow, I would say, for me. And again, I'm not a product-based business, and so I don't want to compare the two. I only like to talk about examples from product businesses. But I will say... You know, I have, let's see, I launched it, I think, in like, yeah, March or April. I have 622 subscribers, something like that. You know, for for how many videos do I have? Let me see really quickly. I feel like I need to give you some stats. So for my YouTube channel, I have, do, 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 14, 15, 16, 17, 19, it looks like I have potentially 21 videos. That seems low. I feel like I have more than that, but maybe I don't. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. No, I have more than 20. I think I have about 25 to 30 videos. And I create a video, I upload it, I optimize it, of course, for SEO. So I add the keywords and the tags and all that. Um, But I don't do anything with those videos. I literally don't do anything. I barely promote them. I might send, um, I've just started something where I send every Friday my Friday favorites email to my email list. And it includes the content that I put out this week. So a YouTube video and a podcast episode. That's generally what I do every week. Every week I have a podcast, no matter what. But Sometimes I'll have YouTube videos and I don't do anything with them. And right now for this year, I've had um, 1,500 watch hours on my YouTube channel. So again, that's not really like an interesting stat, but you need about, I guess you need 4,000 watch hours to start getting monetized for YouTube. So I think given that like I make no effort... (laughs) (laughs) YouTube for me is like an experiment right now. It's not my main content place. My podcast is my main content channel. And that's where I put most of my energy into is my podcast. YouTube is kind of like I'm experimenting. I'm seeing how it works. But I have to say it took me like about six months. But now I love YouTube. I love it. It's starting to work for me. I'm getting more people that are coming to me via Instagram and saying, hey, I found you on YouTube. And you know, I'm getting great feedback from people. And so that's good, you know, so I'm still in that sort of experimental phase. But, you know, I get some of my video, like what my top video, since I launched it just a few months ago has close to 6000 views, 6000 downloads or 6000 views, which is insane. Okay, it is insane that one video could get close to 6000 views in just a few months. And it's because I created a video around a topic that not a lot of people like the video is 15 steps to creating and launching a subscription box business. So my YouTube channel, I actually 
for the most part, like 90% of my videos on YouTube are actually geared towards subscription box businesses. And that is because not a lot of people have not, there's almost no videos for subscription box businesses. So again, by doing my keyword research and doing research into YouTube and what videos that are out there, what are people searching for? I discovered that there's actually not a lot around subscription box. There's a lot of stuff around like, how do you make money on Amazon and e-commerce and all that? But subscription box, there actually is very little. And so most of my videos are all geared towards subscription box business. And that is not by accident. That is very strategic. (laughs) That is a strategic decision on my end. Um, I'm doubling down on subscription box education. So Um, Just so I'm transparent here, I like to be transparent about everything. But that's what you kind of want to do. Like you have to figure out where is there an opportunity? What are people searching for? Are are there other bits of content? And even if, okay, the other thing too, even if there is people that are already writing about doing videos about what you're doing, that is irrelevant. It's irrelevant and don't ever let that stop you. But if there's no one doing it, then you have a massive opportunity because if you can create some video educational content that, you know, is about your product or you could do unboxings, you can do if you have like a subscription box business, you could do like meet the makers, you could do videos like say you have a product like one of my clients has she does balloon installations. Okay, she's one of my one on one clients. And when I started working with her, I was like, you know, I feel like you could do, I feel like YouTube would be really good for you. And she's like, oh, I already have a YouTube channel. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Let's take a look. I'm like, of course you have a YouTube channel. Like she just, she's so funny. She has all this awesome stuff. Anyway, so we go to her YouTube channel and I'm looking at her page. It's completely unoptimized. Like she has only a few videos. None of them have any keywords or tags or anything. And one of her videos has brought in 19,000. <laughs> she has like no subscribers either. She has like three subscribers, but she has one video that has brought in 19,000 views and downloads. 19,000. And she doesn't do anything with her YouTube channel. It's because she did a video on, um, I don't want to like give too much information away because I don't want people to know who I'm talking about. But she did a video on like, uh, it was a how to, how to create a balloon thing. I'm not going to, I won't say what it is. And she's basically showing people how to put together this balloon thing. Okay. It's just a like a balloon structure. I'll just say that. And because people are searching on YouTube, they're finding her video, um, which is amazing, by the way. But right now her, her, her video isn't optimized. And when I say when I, for YouTube, like YouTube is such a unique platform and I love learning about it. It's been so interesting. But with YouTube, like for example, if you like for her, right? She has she has a um, e-commerce store. She sells gift boxes and then she also sells individual items, right? So for her, she could do like a how-to tutorial and show people, here's how you can put this thing together. And then in the notes, she can basically say, here is my like, oh, I also sell this kit. So you can buy my kit. Or if you want to buy separate pieces from Amazon, here are all the links I recommend. And basically what you do is you sign up for Amazon's affiliate program. So Amazon Associates, I think it's called Amazon Associates Central, or maybe it's just Amazon Associates. It's their version of an affiliate program. You sign up for their affiliate program 
And then basically, if you're doing like a how-to, how to put something together, how to do your own charcuterie board, how to blah, 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 you basically go to Amazon, grab a bunch of links from Amazon that are using your affiliate, you know, tracking number, tracking code or tracking link. And then if people people go to watch your video, they're going to end up buying those things that you're talking about. And then you can make commission from Amazon. So for someone like her, you know, she could both make money from Amazon commission, or she can use that video to sell her product, right? Because people are searching for that. They're finding her video, they're watching her video. But before she didn't have any information in the in the blog, it was just like, there was no information. So she wasn't monetizing that video. And she is now, by the way, um, after our call. <laughs> um, but that that's the power of YouTube. Like you can do so many different things with it. And that's why I generally love YouTube. And I'm, I I was very skeptical of starting a YouTube channel. I didn't want to because I just, I don't know. I was like, well, I don't know. I just didn't, I had my own self like limiting beliefs, but I decided to go for it. And honestly, it's been one of the best things I have done for my business this year. So the best thing I have done for my business has been to start a podcast. 100% hands down. It is my favorite part of my business. I absolutely, I like live for my podcast. I love it so much. And you can tell how much I love it because I, I I show up and I am just passionate. I'm excited. I love talking to guests. I love sharing my own stories. I love sharing my mistakes. But YouTube is a different thing because it's, it's video, right? So you have to show up in a different way. YouTube, like people want short short and like short and sweet. So with a podcast, like a lot of people will listen to a podcast episode in their car on the way to dropping their kids off from school, at the gym, taking their dogs for a walk. Like you can just pop in your earbuds or your earphones and you can listen to someone talk about something, you know, but when you're watching someone on a video, you, it needs to be like, get to the fucking point and let me get on with my day. So with YouTube, like it's just a different ball game, and I'm and I'm learning. Like I'm still in that learning stage with YouTube. I watch a lot of videos from. I only watch video YouTube like how tos from only really one person that I really really like, Jessica. I think it's Jessica Sands Sandsbury or something like that. I forget her name now. Gosh, um, I can't remember people's names. But I love her and I just love her vibe and her style. And she does a lot of just different types of YouTube videos. And I, I just the reason I watch her videos is not really because of her YouTube videos and like telling me what to do. It's her personality. Like I just love her personality. Um, I think she's just amazing. So I do watch her videos and that's pretty much it for YouTube. I try not to get information from too many people because then I feel overwhelmed and confused. So with YouTube, like I said, I, I, I've been rambling a little bit, but I see YouTube as a huge potential for product-based businesses. If you can just figure out some creative ways where you can use video to showcase your product, do behind the scenes, educate your audience, um, things like that. And if you can throw in a way to create video where you're doing like how to's or tutorials or like here's the here are my favorite ways to do this and you can include affiliate links and you're you're able to make money and you, you know make money for doing nothing really so i think it's absolutely amazing um so even though last week we talked about blogging um youtube is a different ball game but i i see it as a huge opportunity and again the best part of youtube is the growth 
it'll grow and keep growing for you without you, you upload your video, you optimize it the best way that you can. And then the YouTube algorithm will just push that video out to people. So like I said, I have my Instagram, you know, channel, I have um, 1,800, 1,900 followers. And I work my ass off on Instagram. I'm in, on Instagram all the time. I'm always showing up. I'm always doing video. I'm always engaging with people. Um, that is my main social channel. I really only do Instagram. I don't really do anything else in terms of social media. I also have Pinterest. I will say Pinterest is also um, a big thing for me. But in terms of like channels where you can physically engage or virtually engage with people, talk to people, chat with people, chat with my students, my clients, um, show behind the scenes, show bits of my life. Like that is Instagram. Um, I'm, I'm doing TikTok a little bit now. I am going to be doing more of it actually. But for now, I'm focusing more on Instagram for my social channels, Instagram and Pinterest. Pinterest is more of a different search. Pinterest is like another search engine, um, and it, it, but it's considered social media. But in my head, I actually think Pinterest is a search engine. So I kind of don't really plump it into social media, but it technically is. So anyway, um, so yeah, YouTube. Yeah. And if you guys have any questions on YouTube, if you think you should do it for your business, just send me a DM on Instagram. I would love to get, I would love to hear what you're thinking, honestly, because I really feel like in a few years, more and more and more product businesses will be using YouTube and And I think the sooner you can get on the YouTube, you know, ban, not bandwagon, but the sooner you can kind of get on with YouTube, um, I think you will really, really get some great results. Because like I said, I, I've had I've had pretty interesting growth so far um, for doing very little, very, very little. Like there's just I think there's nothing else like YouTube. I'm amazed by it. Now there's YouTube shorts which are basically like Instagram reels or TikTok videos, like short form content that people love. Like I had, I did one last week and I've, it's already surpassed like 300 views. It's like a 20 second video. It's, it's crazy. So anyway, if you guys have any questions on the content piece, let me know. Um, I love talking about this stuff. And if you guys have questions or want me to talk about more, definitely send me a DM and just let me know. Um, I'm I'm wide open. You can you can message me. I will write. I'll respond back to you as long as you're not like pitching me on something like I can do your social media for you. I hate I hate like cold pitching DMs. They drive me crazy. As long as you're not doing that, I will definitely respond back to you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love talking about YouTube and I love talking about blogging. So anyway, so those are going to be two really, really strong ways to build organic growth that does not require ads and will grow grow for you over time. So your website optimization, content creation in the form of blogging or YouTube. So the next we're going to talk about is is social media. So this is kind of a given, but I obviously have to I have to talk about social media. Like I can't do an organic marketing podcast episode and not talk about social media. So I am going to be focusing on when I say social media, I am going to talk about Pinterest a little because Pinterest is amazing. Um but I'm going to talk about Instagram first and then yeah, I'll talk about Instagram first. So social media, there are a lot of different channels, right? So the main ones are going to be Instagram, Facebook, and really like TikTok now. Although TikTok is there, people are saying that TikTok is going to, to surpass Instagram by next year. And I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like Instagram is 
just change. I think there's nothing wrong with change. And I think you have to be willing to adapt to change for your business. You have to be. Um, but they're changing so much and so rapidly. Like it just, I don't know. It feels weird. It just feels weird to me. And I think they're trying to be TikTok, basically. And people, you know, people are going crazy for TikTok. It's, I, I don't have any TikTok stats in front of me, but I think TikTok was one of the most downloaded apps this past year. And it just continues to get more and more users. And uh, there's a lot of misconceptions about TikTok. And on next week's episode, we have one of my amazing, amazing Slay and Scale Academy students, Allie. And she's talking all about how she has grown her business on TikTok. And I think she has like 30,000 followers on TikTok in the span of a few months. And that's where she's she went from like $700 a month in sales, I think, to like 10,000 plus. Um, and a lot of that is from, you know, her showing up and her showing her authentic self, which is also part of the episode. But also it's about showing up on TikTok and she like doubled down on TikTok and now she's reaping all the benefits. So um, so for today, when I say social media, I'm going to really refer to Instagram and Instagram, Facebook, but I kind of like clump Instagram and Facebook together just because Facebook owns Instagram and pretty much anything that you do on Instagram, you can literally share to Facebook. So I'm going to I'm going to clump those together and focus on Instagram and Facebook, TikTok and Pinterest. So Instagram is really, in my opinion, if you do not have a big following on TikTok, I'm going to use the caveat now. If your TikTok following is very small, um, Instagram is the easiest place to get customers. It really, it truly is the easiest place. You can show up, you can get on Instagram stories, you can talk to people, you can talk to your customers, you can get feedback from people, you can do polls, you can show video of your product, you can show video of your customers using your product. There are 5 million ways to leverage Instagram to sell your products. That is what I did for the Dapper Dog Box. When I launched that business, I had no idea what I was doing. And I really doubled down on Instagram. That was the first channel that I really spent my focus on. And it, and it worked. So of course, whatever works for you, you want to keep doing that. So I really doubled down on Instagram. And you know, over the course of that two and a half years, I grew that to 41,000 followers. And you know, you can say all that you want. Like Instagram was easy back then. This was 2016 through 2019. It was easy back then. Like it's harder now. I do think it's harder now. I will say that. It is harder now to grow if especially if you're not using a video. If you are not using reels, then your account is probably gonna grow at a like snail-like pace. And I'm just being honest. Um, so it was easier in that sense a couple of years ago, but it wasn't easy. You know, um, I have friends who we started businesses around the same time and those businesses now, they, they just have like 10,000 followers, you know, and that's five years later, five and a half years later, and they just now have 10K. So I got to 41,000 in two and a half years. And I had my own very specific strategy. So again, that Instagram strategy is something that I, I will walk you through um, in some way in the Slay and Scale Product Academy. 
So if you are interested in any of that, um, and I also have some things coming out around Black Friday that I'm really excited about. It is actually going to be, and I don't want to keep sharing all these different things that I have, but it's going to be a Instagram mini course. And I really am walking you through um, in, I think it's seven or eight lessons, um, all the things I did to get grow my account. And and it's not what you think. Like I, I teach you things that really other people aren't really teaching because that is why I was able to grow my account. Um, so anyway, so Instagram and Facebook, like Instagram is going to be one of the easier ways that you can um, – get some visibility and, and, and grow, but you gotta, you gotta do video. Like video is everything right now. And you have to be willing to show up on stories, even if it's just a little bit, um, you have to do reels. So like I said, yes, you can still grow your account without doing any of that stuff, but your account will grow faster and you will get so much more people that want to buy from you. If you're showing up on video, video provides connection, Okay, when you show up on video and you show your face, you provide so much connection to the person watching you, way more than a photo ever will. And I talk a lot about how, you know, you don't want to be a business, you want to be a brand. And the, really the number one way to be a brand is to show your face so people know, okay, I am supporting this small female-owned business and I know what she looks like, I know where she lives. Like I've seen how she packs orders and I I love the way she talks about why she started her business. That is why people will buy from you and not buy the product that's half the price and shows up at your doorstep two days later on Amazon. Okay. That is the number one thing. So I want you to, you know, really think about the power of video and the power of showing up and showing your face and showing your story because it truly does work. Um, okay. So that's it for Instagram. I'm not going to go into too much detail for that, but the other platform I want to talk about quickly, because I don't know a lot about TikTok. And so I don't really like to talk, talk about things that I am not very aware of, but I have signed up with TikTok. I, I am starting to post a lot more and I will continue. Um, I, I will continue. <laughs> I'm going to say that I'm laughing. I'm hiring someone who's going to help me with, with video repurposing. So, um, Probably after next month, you will see me show up on TikTok a lot more um, because I I see power in it. I, I'm all about video. Video is the future and that that is TikTok. So I would be, you know, it would be silly of me not to jump on that, um, the TikTok bandwagon because it you know, like people like video, you know, and that's not going anywhere. So so yeah, so TikTok is going to be a huge opportunity for you. I see a lot of clothing and apparel companies killing it on TikTok. And it's not them showing up every day and saying, buy my shirt, buy my shirt. It's them showing up every day and showing you everything else, all the behind the scenes, like how do I, how I make my shirt, what's my favorite shipping company. Here, here's an inspirational story. Um, this is a quote that my customer said. Here's a new collection we're launching next week. Like it's actually everything else that other than being super salesy every single day. And I would tell you the same strategy for Instagram, honestly. My biggest strategy is actually, well, for product-based business is not to focus around your product 100%. Like you can't show up and just post salesy stuff every single day and expect people to follow you. People want to be nurtured. They want to be entertained. And like you just trying to sell 24-7 isn't actually going to 
sell your products, basically. So that's how you can kind of start using TikTok is you want to really think, um, well, one, you know, look at what other people are doing for some ideas. Look at what's trending, um, things like that. So again, I'm going to start bringing on more TikTok experts on the podcast because that's not my area of expertise. But I, as I am getting a lot more involved with video platforms, video is the future. And the quicker and faster you can be okay with that and start trying it, you will you will see results, you know. Okay. And then lastly, for social media, even though I don't consider this to be a social media platform, although it technically is, is Pinterest. So Pinterest is another platform where when combined with blogging and that type of content creation, it truly will bring you so much free traffic. So Pinterest is a visual search engine. How Pinterest works is you upload a what's called a pin, and it's basically either an image or a video. And also for the record, Pinterest also prioritizes video right now. So every platform is heavily prioritizing video. Um, so you have a video, a short video, kind of like you could literally repurpose a TikTok or a reel. Um and take that video and upload that into Pinterest, and it's called a pin. And then basically, just like you do with anything else, whether it's an Instagram uh, reel, whether it's a TikTok video or a YouTube short video, you add a title, you add a description, and then you basically add a link, like a URL, and you post it. So, well, TikTok, you don't add a URL. Actually, neither neither do you in reels. But anyway, the difference with Pinterest is you can add, you add a link. So if you upload a video that says, you know, we're launching a new product, this is a sneak peek behind the scenes of our new, um, you know, kind mom t-shirt collection for November, like click below to learn more or grab yours. And that's kind of how Pinterest works. You can upload these pins and they can be anything. They can be your product. They can be lifestyle images. They can be pushing to a blog post, pushing to your Instagram account, pushing to your YouTube. It can You can link it to anything that you want to because you can add a URL. So Pinterest is a visual search engine. So people go to Pinterest just like they do for Google and they search for something. They don't generally go to Pinterest to scroll. Like on Instagram, you generally open up your phone and you start scrolling. You look at what your friends are doing. You look at your followers. You look at like the highlights and stories. Um, what did I say highlights? I meant stories. Um, you're just kind of like browsing, right? And probably same with TikTok. You don't go there and search for something. Although, yes, you you can sometimes, you know. I know sometimes I do go to Instagram and I'm I look for a specific product or something. But Pinterest is the same as Google. People go there and they it starts with a search query. So someone might look for a recipe or um something like educational or how-to, or um, you know, they might say, I'm looking for winter candles for my house or something. And then a bunch of things will pop up. So that's how Pinterest works. But the best part of Pinterest is that when you create pins today, they will continue to work for you for years. So it's exactly the same as a blog or YouTube video, exactly the same. And so when you're creating content and you add that to Pinterest, especially in, um, especially right now with video, video is blowing up on Pinterest, your stuff will keep matching with people's searches over time. So again, what you create today will help you in six months or one year. So it's wildly, wildly effective for getting free traffic and free visibility. So again, Instagram things die after, you know, one day, right? Pinterest, you continue to get 
growth in search over time. So I don't want you to, to discredit Pinterest because so many people don't even think about Pinterest, but it's an incredible, incredible uh, way to get free traffic. So I definitely would love for you to check out Pinterest and definitely let me know what you think. And yeah, I love Pinterest. I also have a couple of Pinterest episodes Earlier in the podcast, we have one with Megan Williamson where she talks all about Pinterest and content creation, and it's just a really, really good episode. So, all right, guys. So, so far we've talked about in terms of organic marketing. I know this is a like a meaty. These, this is like a meaty few episodes because this is stuff that is so important for you, and I and I want to really go into depth on a lot of these topics. But organic marketing or free marketing. Free ways to get traffic and customers are, we talked about website optimization and SEO. We talked about content creation in the term, in the form of blogging and YouTube. And then we just talked about social media. So the next thing that I want to talk about is it's going to be email marketing. And so again, this is like, this is a meaty topic. I could talk about email marketing for weeks and there's still more information that we could talk about. So I don't want to give you so much information that you're overwhelmed, but I just want to talk about the power of email marketing and why you need to be using it for your business. So with email marketing, there's there's sort of two pieces of it, right? The first is how do you grow your email list? So in order to have an effective email marketing strategy, you first need to have an email list. So people that sign up to get your weekly emails or they sign up to to be in your email list or you know something that I hate is called a newsletter. I just hate the word newsletter. Um, and then the second part of email marketing is okay, now that I have an email list, how am I emailing those people to nurture them and get them to buy from me? So email marketing is really like two, there's two main pieces for it. So the first part of email marketing is the list building. So how do you grow your email list? And there's a few easy things that you can do, but I want to really just keep it simple for today's purposes. The first is going to be you should have a pop-up on your website. And there are so many things that people do wrong with pop-ups. So I'm probably not going to go into every single one because that could be an episode on its own. But with a pop-up, you're basically saying, you know, you're giving people either um, a discount or a free item or something for free in exchange for them to sign up for your email list. So generally what I see is a discount-based pop-up. And no matter which, you know, if you're if you have a Shopify store or any e-commerce platform, um, you can sign up with an email marketing company, you know, whether that is MailChimp or Klaviyo or Flowdesk or MailerLite, whatever one you use, you can sign up with those and then you will have, um, you know, an op- it's called an opt-in form basically. And you'll, you see these every single day without even thinking about what it is, but it's like those annoying pop-ups that pop up when you're browsing and they say, you know, take 10% off to join my email list. And if it's a good pop-up and you actually want to buy from them, then you generally will add your name and an email in there so you can get that discount code, right? So we we all do that. And that's why pop-ups are very effective or they can be very effective. So that's going to be one of the most really easiest and basic ways to start growing your email list. There are other things that you can do like embedding opt-in forms into blog posts and, you know, a lot of other things, honestly. I'm not going to go into too much detail on that, but I want you to start thinking, like, how can I grow my email list? Your email list is one of the one things that you own. Like, you don't own your social media channels. You don't own Instagram. You don't own 
TikTok. You don't own Pinterest. You don't own Facebook, but your email list is yours, right? And that's why it's super important because you because you want to think like, what happens if Instagram shut my account down? Or like, what happens if Facebook ads disabled my account, which I hear from people all the time. In fact, one of my clients had 12,000 followers on Instagram and overnight because of a really dumb issue, their account got disabled and they lost everything. Um, But because for them, like we had set up all the other things that I'm talking about today, they have a very optimized website. They, um, They put a lot of energy into SEO. They have three to four blog posts put out every single month. Um, they have they have like a lot of uh, activity on Pinterest. They have an affiliate program, um, that kind of stuff. So yes, they lost some revenue coming in, but you know it's only a matter of time when their Instagram keeps growing that that revenue is brought back. But because they had all the other things set up that I'm talking to you about today in the in last week's episode, it was more of a headache and not a complete like catastrophe. And a lot of businesses, unfortunately, they literally solely live, breathe and die on Instagram. They have nothing else. They don't really have an email list. I mean, they might have like a small email list, but they don't have an email marketing strategy. They don't have SEO properly done. They're not creating blog content. Um, they don't have an affiliate program. And so they're just relying on one place to get customers. And all it takes is one little change and they lose everything. So if this episode teaches you nothing else, it should teach you that it's the importance of being on multiple platforms and multiple channels and being able to get customers from multiple places, especially ones that you own. And that is your email um, email list. So that's going to be one easy way to start growing your email list is have a really great pop-up. And, you know, for the love of God, please, if your pop-up says join my newsletter and that's it, please get rid of that. Please offer some incentive and don't say join my newsletter. No one joins a newsletter. You know, you have to give someone an incentive for signing up. And the easiest thing that people will will want is a discount. Because if someone hasn't bought from you before, then it's harder to get a new person that doesn't know you to trust you. And a discount is going to like help coax them into trying you out. So 10% discount is literally all it takes. Um, sign up for my email list and get 10% off your first order, blah, blah, blah. That's it. But if your pop-up right now says, join my newsletter, add your name and your email for my newsletter, please change that right now. Like, I want you to stop this episode and go change it right now (laughs) because I'm going to bet you have a very small email list because no one wants to join a newsletter. It's not enticing. It's boring. Um, Yeah, don't just don't say newsletter. (laughs) Um, Okay, so once you start kind of growing your email list and then the other part of email marketing that is completely free is nurturing your email list. So there's going to be a few pieces to this. The first is really just going to be your like nurturing emails. So what do you send to people when they're not buying from you? You know, and you just want to kind of you want to have some sort of schedule here that you're sending your email list a few emails, at least like a few emails per month, like do whatever you can commit to at this point. If that means twice per month, if that's three times per month, then then just do that. You know, I would I would advise you to do one email per week, and 
if you're not sure what to send your email list, because that's pretty much what every single person says, I don't know what to send to my email list. Um, one, I'm going to remind you one more time, we go through this in depth in the Slain Skill Product Academy. We have an entire module on email marketing and I give you everything. I give you all the ideas for nurturing emails. I give you um, workflow templates, which we're going to talk about in a second. And I give you all the ways to grow your email list. So we do cover that in the Slay and Scale Product Academy. So again, we open cart the November, let's see, uh, November 12th, we open cart for about five days. So definitely, definitely invite you to at least check out the course. You can click the link below and check out the course um, before we open cart. And if you have any questions, you can um, send me a message on Instagram and I'm happy to answer any questions for you. But I literally created that course so I could help people like you get sales, grow your business without relying on ads. And the course gives you everything, everything that you need to grow your business. So Okay, so email marketing, um, growing, your, growing your email list and then um, having a great pop-up. Then you want to create nurturing email. So if you have no idea what to send your email list, like you literally don't know, I want you to do two things. I want you to, one, I want you to sign up for, let's say like three of your competitors or even doesn't have to be a competitor. Sign up for three to four brands that you really, really like and I would advise you to not sign up for for people like Old Navy or Target or who else just you get so many emails from them. Yeah, I would avoid like the huge companies. I would just find a few companies that um, aren't like a new business, but you know they know what they're doing, if that makes sense. Like someone like Glossier, they 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 send amazing emails. One of my other personal favorites that is a marketing genius is Primally Pure. So my favorite skincare is, of course, Simply Jess Skincare. Her products are absolutely amazing. She's one of my one-on-one clients and her her products are, they're insane, absolutely insane. So I am team Jess, <laughs> Simply Jess Skincare, um, but Primally Pure, they are marketing geniuses and I would sign up for their email list just so you can see what kind of emails they're going to send you that are nurturing. They are nurturing you. They are providing education. They are providing education around their product. They're giving you skincare tips that you can do at home without buying their product. They are giving you other information, like what else does their business care about? Um, it's their, their marketing geniuses. So I would look at those two, Glossier and Primally Pure. There's also someone called Petal and Pup. I think they send too many emails, which you'll almost never hear me say that because I am obsessed with email marketing and I pretty much tell my clients, my students, I don't really feel like there is a, such a thing as too much email because people aren't going to open all of your emails anyway, you know? Um, so Petal and Pup, P-E-T-A-L and P-U-P. It's a, you know, it's a like kind of like a higher, high end kind of, uh, not that high end, but kind of, kind of like a high end boutique fashion apparel company. They sell lots of like boho-y dresses and things like that. Um, I bought something from them and I get emails from them I want to say like every day, at least every other day or 
every day. It's a lot. It's a lot of emails. <laughs> Too much, honestly. Um, but I, I, you know, as a marketer, like I kind of appreciate it. But I, I know as a regular consumer, like you don't want to get emails every single day. I think that's too much. So I draw the line at every single day. Um, I think three times a week is is perfect. I don't think you need to do any more than that. So I would sign up for those three companies and create some sort of folder in your inbox where you can pop in all of those emails. So every single time you get an email from them, you can even set up a rule in Gmail. Don't ask me how to do that, but I know that you can set up rules where if you receive a certain email, it just pops into a folder. So I would do that for your business. I would have whatever folder that you, you know, even if you create an email account just to get sample emails, it's totally worth it. So you could put like, you know, um, emails your brand name at gmail.com. And it's just an it's basically an account where you just sign up for different email um, opt-ins and just just to get inspiration. I'm I'm never telling you to copy people. I don't I'm not saying copy people, but there's something to be said about looking at what someone else is looking at what someone else is doing and getting inspiration from them. That's all that I'm saying here. So you can do that and then you'll start to see the kind of emails that people send you when you sign up for an email list. And I don't want you to just go through your inbox and look at all of your emails that you currently have because a lot of the emails that you currently have are going to be from companies that you've already purchased from. And right now, I want you to focus on what happens when, well, you know what? I take that back. For Let's just, who cares? I just want you to get some inspiration for email right now. So whether you've purchased from the company or it's a new, like, you know, you're opting into their email list, it doesn't matter. I just want you to get in the habit of paying attention to emails that are coming your way and saving them in one folder. So you can always go back to that one folder or you can have a specific email address just for emails. And you can constantly be looking at that and looking at the subject lines. Look at the emails that entice you to open them. Look at what they put in the body of the email. Are they always selling to you? Are they giving you other information? Are they pushing you to sign up for their Instagram or TikTok account? Are they asking you after you purchased a product to go and post something on social media? So look at the emails that people that companies are sending you and just pay attention to that, you know, because that's going to help you to create your own emails. And then the other part of email marketing before we wrap up for this episode is going to be automations. And, you know, they're either called automations, workflows, or sequences. And those are basically things where you, you know, you, how do I explain them? You create an automation. So if someone joins your email list, right, you have a pop-up and they, they grab your 10% off, you know, then you will send them a series of emails that are going to nurture them into hopefully buying from you. That's kind of the point. And then there's also a post-purchase sequence for people that have that have bought something from you because you're going to want to send them a different series of emails and it's everything is automated. So for your welcome sequence for, you know, the leads or people that join your pop-up or your newsletter, you know, those are emails that you want to send to them. And again, in my Slain Scale Product Academy course, I give you templates. So I tell you, these are the six emails that you want to write. And this is the kind of information that you should have in those emails, all with the point of getting someone nurture them to buy from you. Post-purchase, you nurture them to get them to do stuff for you, like post on social media, um, you know, that kind of stuff. So anyway, in my course, the Slay and Scale Product Academy, I give you the templates for that. So again, if if you're kind of curious or you're, 
you know, you want to step up your email marketing game, um, you can definitely check out my course. It will 100% help you. And I give you, I literally, this course is like everything I have learned over six years. And I just put it in the course and give it to you. So it definitely will really, really help you. But that's how you can leverage email marketing. And it's completely free. Obviously, yes, you have to pay for your, you know, email platform. But this is a free way to nurture people get people to buy from you and then get customers to keep buying from you. So email marketing is, it is so important. It's one of the most important marketing channels. I mean, I actually consider email marketing more of a sales channel, but it, you know, it is definitely a marketing. It's a marketing channel and it is wildly, wildly effective. And your business, you know, statistically should be doing about 30% of your revenue from email marketing. And so if you're not, then right now I want you to view email marketing as an opportunity because it truly, truly is an opportunity. Um, And then before we kind of wrap up this episode, I just, I'm thinking if I could just do one more little quick one. Um, Before we wrap up, I'm going to just give you one more idea for organic marketing, and that's going to be customer loyalty. So customer loyalty referral. So basically, one of the easiest ways to get your customers to buy from you more and more is to do things for them. So whether you have a loyalty program or a customer referral program, people that feel incentivized are much more likely to do something for you than if you're if they're not being incentivized. So for Dapper Dog Box, for example, I had my own little like I called it like a DIY referral program. Um if I had a happy customer, which most of my customers were happy, I would message them. So if, for example, if someone sent me an email with a customer service issue that I solved, they would say, oh my God, thank you so much. Like this was amazing. So helpful, blah, blah, blah. Um, then I would respond back and, you know, say, you know, no problem. So happy to have you here. And, you know, if you have other friends or family that might want to, that might like our product, um, let me know. We have a customer referral program. And if you refer friends or family, you get a free box. Let me know if you're interested and I'm happy to create a coupon code for you. And nine times out of 10, they would write back and say, oh my gosh, yes, we would love to. And so I went into my platform, which at the time was Create Joy, created a coupon code for them, gave them the coupon code. It would be 10% off. So they could use for their followers and get 10% off. Their followers would get 10% off. And then if, then basically what I did was, and this is definitely a scrappy way of doing it. There are plenty of customer referral programs out there. But for now, if your business is new or it's not making enough money, you can do something simple like this and it, it's very effective. So I, like I said, I grew my business to multi six figures of revenue by myself with no help. And I still did this scrappy like DIY referral program <laughs> up until the end of my business. Um, so it's just a point that you don't always need the fancy software. It's sometimes you just have to be creative and be scrappy. So basically what I did was I had a referral program. So they would say, yes, we would love the, you know, we would love the code. And then basically I would create a code in my platform and then each month I would just go through and check the coupon codes for that month and look at which ones were used. And if anyone used that person's code, I would basically um, give them a free box. So it's super, super easy. But once you start rewarding your customers, they will keep referring people. People love to get something for free. People love to feel like People like to feel special. People like to feel like they matter to your business. And so I feel like 
it's a no-brainer to do something like this for your customers. So it's something that you could be, it's really, really easy to do, but it's very, very effective. So, all right, guys, we have to wrap this up because I am I am almost at one hour and I don't want <laughs> to make a podcast episode over an hour, but this episode, you know, really, really important. And I hope you could get a lot of value out of it. And again, um, I truly, truly hope you will check out my Slans Go Product Academy. We open cart November 12th and Friday, November 12th, and we're going to have the cart open for just five days. So you have five days to sign up. Um, we have payment plans. You can literally get in for as low as $99. It's a no-brainer. This course will teach you everything that we've covered in this last two weeks of episodes from website optimization to SEO to content creation to growing on social media to email marketing to customer loyalty and like so much stuff in between that. Um, this course is the only course out there that helps both subscription box and e-commerce people. And I literally separate the lessons for each group. So if you are a subscription box business, I have lessons in there that are specifically just for you. And then I have e-commerce lessons just for e-commerce people. And it's the only course out there that literally covers um, the foundational stuff. So you know, how to price your product, how to nail your product photography, how to nail your your messaging, right? Um, because without your foundational stuff done and done right, you can drive all the traffic and it's not going to convert into sales. So that's going to be the foundational part. The second part covers um, marketing and visibility. So how do you get like all the stuff we covered today? How do you get visibility? How do you get your product in front of new people? The third part is sales channels. Actually, sorry, the second part is sales channels. The third part's marketing. So the second part is the sales channel. So how do you expand your sales channels? We cover email marketing, SEO. We cover, um, you know, a little bit of like, you know, Amazon, wholesale, in-person, that kind of stuff. So we cover a lot of other places like marketplaces where you can sell your product. Um, and then lastly, we cover... Um, customer loyalty. So how do you get customers to keep coming back and buy from you over and over again? How do you create those customer super fans that literally want to promote you from the rooftops? So really, this is the only course out there that both covers the foundational stuff that you need to know, marketing, sales, and the loyalty. Because I feel like this is my signature framework. It's that four it's that four like piece and you need each piece to in order to grow a business. So if you're missing the foundational part, you know, you're not going to get sales. But it also if you're missing like that loyalty, the customer loyalty, the customer super fans part, you're missing out on getting more sales and scaling without you doing anything. So that is my sort of my four um my four piece of my foundational um, framework for the Slay and Skill Product Academy. And yeah, so I definitely hope you guys can check it out. The link will be in the show notes below. So you can at least check it out before the course op opens. And then at least if you have questions, you can definitely message me on Instagram. And, you know, any questions, if you're like, is this course for me? Is my business too small? Is my business too big? This is where I'm at in my business. Is this course relevant for me? And I'm definitely really honest. I think if your business is you're not doing enough or you're doing too little, like I'll definitely tell you if it's a good fit or not. So, um, all right, guys, I hope you love this episode. I know this was definitely a really long one and I thank you for your patience and sitting here listening to this entire episode, but I will talk to you guys next week and hope you have a great day. 
Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much and I'll see you guys next week.